Hi, this is Pastor Dan Carlson, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Radio Life Hike. I'll be your host today for this full episode. These are our episodes where either my co-host, Pastor Matt Cordes, or I will share a message with our listeners that focuses on some topic or idea relevant to our audience and doing that from a faith-based perspective. Our intention is to share these messages at the beginning of the week, then later in the week follow up where we both co-host another full episode where we'll debrief and reflect on the original message. Our goal with a debrief is simply to share any additional thoughts or lessons we learned after a few days of reflecting on the message. And before I get today's message, I want to add a quick note about our audience. I've wrestled with the idea of having a target audience for quite a few months now and how I'd actually define who that audience is. If I'm going to be truly authentic in my messages, I like to know who I'm talking to. And generally speaking, the Audience Foundation will primarily be members of our Minnesota law enforcement community, all sworn and civilian personnel as well as their families and loved ones. But our intention is to welcome anyone who's interested in listening, especially our first responder partners in the fire service and the EMS professions. I also want to make a special invitation to communities of faith. I truly believe there's a significant gap in understanding between our law enforcement communities and our faith communities. And hopefully we'll be able to create a welcoming atmosphere where everyone can learn a little bit about what could be simply described as the spiritual or faith-filled side of law enforcement. I'll start this message with a reading that I'll be referring to throughout the message. This reading was originally shared at a public safety health and wellness conference on December 5th, 2018 in Minneapolis. The title of the reading is 36 Words of Care. As public safety professionals, before we can truly care for someone, we must learn to care about them. We need to gain an understanding of who they are, what they do, and why they do it. And I'd like to read that again once more. As public safety professionals, before we can truly care for someone, we must learn to care about them. We need to gain an understanding of who they are, what they do, and why they do it. So let's get on with our message for today. The message today is titled, Waiting on a Trial. And the trial I'm referring to is the one that surrounds the death that occurred with George Floyd this summer. It's a really complicated trial. It's a complicated situation with all the political attention, with all the news attention, media attention. It is one of the noisiest pre-trial preparations I've ever seen. It's an extremely complicated situation. So complicated, we're all suffering from analysis paralysis. There's just too much information. We're too overloaded. There's just too much stuff. And everything productive seems to shut down when we get so paralyzed from all the the abundance of information. So what I'm going to try to do today is reduce this trial and the things that surround it down to something manageable and something that we can do as people of faith, as people in the public safety professions, as members of community, anybody might be listening to this, but I'm going to try and reduce the the issue of this trial down to something manageable that could be helpful and make the situation a little bit better. First of all, I want to talk about the suffering that's involved in this trial. There are so many people that are hurting from the, the fallout of everything that happened between the time of the death and where we're at now going into this trial. The people that are most affected by this are the people in the Minneapolis neighborhood where the the death occurred. It's the people of color in that community. It's the businesses in the community. It's the education systems and the schools in that community. And it's the law enforcement 
presence in that community. All those community members are suffering uh, through this very challenging time. And as well as everyone else that's seen the death, viewed the death, who has an opinion on the death, so pretty much everyone has been impacted by this death. And it's with the suffering that we have the challenge of a world in conflict with really no plan for resolving it, just a lot of cries from one side or the other that I'm right and the other side's wrong. And when these two sides collide in violence, which seems to be the ultimate result these days of conflict, the police and other law enforcement resources are asked to step into the middle and keep the peace. No easy task. In fact, I believe it's an impossible task, but hopefully in the end we can make things a little better. So in light of all this suffering, what's the solution? What can we do to make things better? There's lots of calls for justice. There's lots of calls for grace and understanding and forgiveness. These calls for government justice and God's grace come from the two communities where I've spent the majority of my time over the last 40 years, police communities and faith communities. So as I talk about solutions, I speak as an insider from both of those communities, faith and government, church and state. And I believe I do have a solution. Not the solution, but a solution. Simply a place to start where we can begin to make a very challenging and dangerous time a little better, a little safer, and send this challenge down a better path. A path towards loving God and loving your neighbors yourself. So a solution from a pastor, and that's me, says we need a good God solution, a God word to focus on. And our greatest commandment word in my Christian faith tradition is love. Love's the answer. Well, honestly, I'm challenged by saying that. It's about as complicated and confusing as any action solution can be. So I'm going to focus on a different God word, one that's a little more solid, clear, and practical. And that God word is care. So we need to start by treating our challenges with care. So let's revisit our reading again from today, our 36 words of care. As public safety professionals, and you know what? For now, let's change that intro and say, as members of humanity. As members of humanity, before we can truly care for someone, we must learn to care about them. We need to gain an understanding of who they are, what they do, and why they do it. Presented and written by Chaplain Dan Carlson, December 5th, 2018. Yep, I wrote this message for some wellness conference when I was frustrated with whatever the super-hyped political, social, religious challenge of the day was, and we were throwing the words of God's love and grace around like practical solutions, but with really no practical way to implement those solutions in any kind of productive way. As care providers, and we're all care providers, and I'm not just singling out cops here, but I mean everyone involved, and again, that includes literally everyone, but before we can provide care for people, take actions to help or minimize their suffering, we got to get to know who they are and gain some understanding about them before we start our go-to action of fixing things. And the best way I know to teach this idea of caring about before caring for, I've got a story about a lawnmower. Yes, it's a story about a lawnmower. I think it was back around 2007-2008 when the Minnesota National Guard Red Bull unit was extended in its deployment during the war. At that time, they set up a Governor's Beyond the Yellow Ribbon Task Force. It had a mission to train communities on support of our troops and their families during their deployments, especially on supporting them when they return and reintegrate into society after the war. I spent a couple years working on that project, 
and had a lot of learning experiences. But this one story is by far the one that had the most impact on me in this ministry and is an ultimate universal truth. It was a gathering where military families were sharing their stories of challenges and coming together to teach communities how to help based on their personal experiences. A young woman got up to tell a story about how the community had been supporting her in her husband's deployment absence. I think she had two or three small kids, a house with a big yard, maybe an acre or so that needed to be maintained and mowed regularly. One day she was out for the morning with the kids, running errands and going to schedule activities, things you do with kids. When she got home in the early afternoon, she was greeted with a big surprise. Her entire lawn had been mowed and trimmed and cleaned up and it looked beautiful. No one was there, the yard fairies were gone, and she felt like crying. But they weren't tears of joy, they were tears of, to be polite. They were tears of frustration. One of her greatest joys, some of her happiest moments, in the challenging time of her husband's deployment, was the pleasure and solitude of a few hours spent on her tractor mowing the lawn. Good people had cared for her without first getting to know her, understand a little bit about who she was, things she did, why she did them. Her biggest request would have been for someone to take her kids and give her the gift that would allow her the joy of mowing her lawn. I think there's a happy ending though. I think she talked to the people that did the mowing and the people that were coordinating all the support efforts and that was a real healthy experience for everyone. And when that woman got up and shared her story, I don't think there was anyone in the room that didn't totally get the message. We got to talk to these people and care about who they are before we start trying to fix them and fix their problems. So in closing, I want to give you a couple points from this message that I'd like you to take with you today and possibly spend some time pondering. First, with this impending trial, considering all the potential challenges and struggles people may face, who do you know that is now, or maybe in the future, in need of your care? And second, how prepared are you to provide that care? Do you have a good understanding of who they are, what their needs are, what their wants are? And last, loving God, loving your neighbors, and loving yourself can be a daunting task. Don't forget that treating people with God's care can be a wonderful gateway to treating those in need with God's love. Well, that's it for this episode. Make sure you check us out later this week when Pastor Matt and I debrief and reflect on today's message. Take care, and the Lord be praised.